Okay. Um, shall we start for real? I would hope so. Okay. And um, uh, reminder about the mute button thing. Oh, that fucking mute button. Yes. Okay. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for, what is it, Friday, February 4th, 2022. Uh, I'm Sam Minter, and Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. I screwed you up this time. I hit your mute button after you'd unmuted. So, unmute yeah, what, are, what are you doing to me? Because <laughs> I, I forgot I couldn't unmute you, so but I you hit the button told to unmute. me that you can't unmute me now, you told me. Anyway, I'm Sam Mitter, and that's Yvonne Bo, and we're still figuring out how to use a freaking mute button, you know? (laughs) Anyway, we we have an agenda today. Uh, We're going to do our usual, but first... My reaction's not welcome. They are not welcome. We are going to use... Agenda today. What, What time is it anyway? You didn't, didn't even say, say the time. I didn't no. say it, it, it's almost 3.30 UTC as we're starting to record. Yes. There. I, I thank you for calling me out on my mess, Yvonne. Jeez. I would be distraught later if I realized I, I, I you probably it. would be. You know, I, I've I've sometimes missed it before. It's usually not a big deal, but you know, I do like having it in there. It gives the listeners a good idea Context. of when we are recording. Yes. Even so though most of well, but at least exactly, you know how out of date we are. Right. Exactly. So anyway, the agenda for today, we are going to have our usual, but first, and then we're going to go lightning round. Uh, we have a whole bunch of little topics uh, on a variety of different things. So we're going to do, you know, sort many, of many, many, many wonderful topics. Yeah. So many, we're going to do the thing where Yvonne many, picks many one. wonderful things. And then I pick one and then we go back and forth and occasionally take breaks and then go as long as we feel like it and then stop. That's, that's basically the idea. Something like that. Yes. Okay. So, but first, first, but first, first, and I have, I have a couple, uh, you know, relatively small things. Yeah. Um, So, and, and yeah, I don't have a lot to say about them. I just wanted to sort of make the note of these things. Make Uh, the note. Make, make note, note. make yes. or, or make note, make note, make, yeah, make note, make the note, the note, uh, the yeah, whatever. Note. Okay. Else anyway, note anyway. So item number one, uh, is, uh, I just I thought I would, no, it's not meant it's take note of these things. It's not make, it's not make the note. It's take note. What the hell is wrong with us? Uh, age. Uh, well, that's anyway. Speaking 51. of which, Yvonne had a birthday this week. Happy, happy yeah. birthday, Yvonne. Yeah, 51. Yes. Um, but beyond that, I, I, I whatever, take note, make note, whatever, you know, you, you want the other person to take note, but you make a note. And this doesn't matter. <laughs> this doesn't matter. Um, I just wanted to mention that uh, I, a personal note that I am making a transition 
from one job to another. I don't speak much about my job on this podcast, and I don't mention my employer, even though people can easily guess. Um, this I'm staying at the same employer. I'm just making an internal transfer. Uh, as of when we are recording this, I have one more business day in my current role, and I'll start the new one on Monday. Uh, by the time uh, you all listen, I'll be in a new thing. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting transition in that this, you know, I know Yvonne, you just sort of went through this, but this is my first post COVID job transition where like, I haven't met people in person, you know? And so I, I have, I have a call set up with my new manager on Monday to basically do, okay, so what do you want me to do now? <laughs> you know, And whatever introductions I'm going to have to make for the new job um, are all going to be virtual and online. And, you know, and actually I, you know, I, I have had a couple meetings with people for the new job already, just to sort of acclimatize, acclimatize myself and sort of get to know people a little bit. Uh, accl- uh, a what? You're going to what? Acclimatize. Acclimatize? Yes. Acclimatize. That's what people say. I thought people said acclimate themselves. Not acclimatize. Acclimatize? What the hell did people start saying acclimatize? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, leave me alone. You're staying old home. T- t- anyway. anyway, anyway, you know, and so like you know, it's going to be different. <laughs> I'm not going to go into a new office and sit down with new people and have people around and go to lunch or coffee with people. None of that is even on the table. It's all well, just but, you know virtual. But look. Uh, uh, but from your perspective, this is like Nirvana, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> I, yes. In, in terms of work arrangements, I definitely prefer working from home. I prefer meeting people remotely. I don't really want to like, you know, hang out and go to the bar after work with anybody. Right. That's just not a thing for me. Um, or at least it hasn't been in a couple decades. Um, but at the same time, I recognize that sort of the initial startup in a new role is probably a little bit easier if you're like just sitting with a bunch of people and can absorb what's going on around you. Look, and- I, I will say that after being in a new job without with only meeting like one person in person um, at first to do the job over the three months, I could I could safely say that having done jobs where I met the people in person. Mm-hmm. That this has made it like take so much longer, right? To do so, but it, it but it is what it is right now. Um, yeah, I can't do anything else. But but totally a hundred percent. I mean, I remember when I joined this job, you know, about ten years ago, where I went into an office where the people I was working with were there every day. I can tell you that uh, inside. Um, um, I mean. Right now, I am not, I was ahead of, of where I am right now in terms of integration in about 45 days that I am right now uh, three months into the job. Now, it doesn't mm. mean that I'm not being able to do my job, and it doesn't mean that I haven't been successful at doing the job so far, but it definitely makes it that it's been more difficult. Right. I mean, it's just been harder. Um, I mean, I... I was like very stressed out. Uh, and there were a couple of times that I had to beg Sam. I said, Sam, I can't do the show this week because I was just so overwhelmed and exhausted 
with how much it took for me to get shit done. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And also in the, in the case of my new role, I think it's, it's not fully defined yet. There's a general, there's a general area I'm going to be doing stuff in, but it's, it's partially going to be me and my boss working together to figure out where I can add the most value. And there's a bunch of amorphous stuff we're going to be figuring out the first few weeks. Uh, and uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that all works. I mean, I'm sure it'll work out fine, but again, like you said, it's just harder to do some of hard. the startup stuff. It's, it's different for once you're in a position and you've been there for a long time and blah, blah, blah. It's the startup, the startup stuff that specifically, you know, that I agree is harder with the remote work. Now that one, it once my, my thing is that once you're, you're in a job and you've met with everybody and you've like been able to sit, I mean, because sometimes I, you know, I remember some of the job transitions, especially when I had new salespeople, mm-hmm. I basically sit in a conference room with them all day and go over stuff with them. Right. But you know, you know, right now what I get is like bits and pieces of like calls with people. I got an mm. hour here, an hour there, or something like that. But you don't sit like with somebody there all day, right. so you could like go through stuff. And it it's just that's I think the biggest thing that's that's missed that makes stuff whatever. But I basically, you know, in order to compensate, I just basically was killing myself. <laughs> yeah, I I could see that. I I hope not to 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 have to do that kind of like really intense. Well, but, well, you know, I, I've got a bunch of stuff like, to read what? and I've got some meetings here and I've got some people but, to talk to. But you have you an know. advantage that it's inside the same company because right. I did a transition like two years ago that it was a, inside the company, but to another area of the company. And the fact that you know how the company operates and whatever makes it a lot easier. Right. I mean, over here, when it's a completely new company, you don't know shit about any of it. It's just like, I mean, I, I, I got to admit that so far because I haven't needed to. I, I can't even do an expense report. I don't even know how to do one because I haven't needed to do one right? Uh, uh, yet. But but for example, it's stuff like that where I was like, at the oh, yeah, you know, whatever, concur, whatever, whatever, big deal. I mean, I, I do how to do that stuff, but it's just that kind of shit. But anyway. Yeah. So, okay. Enough about that. Just noting it for the record that I am shifting to something new. And so we'll see how it goes. Um, The other two things I wanted to mention, and these should be quick. One, at the beginning of last week's show, I did put a note about like Yvonne echoing a little bit. Um, And, you know, here's, here's the thing. We're still playing with this new software. We're adjusting things as we started out with the whole thing about being muted. Uh, we, we will get a hang of this. Uh, there, there's a, there, there's an option that tries to automatically remove the echoes. And I used it the first week we used this Zencaster software. I didn't use it the second week. Uh, it, it basically tries to automatically eliminate, like if you can, if, if the microphone on one side picks up the person talking on the other side, then it tries to automatically eliminate that echo. And I figured, you know, okay, Yvonne and I are both wearing headphones, should be fine. But no, it's still, when Yvonne was louder, not all the time, but when Yvonne was louder, it would pick up his voice through my headphones on my microphone and do a little extra thing uh, without this echo suppression on. And it was a trade-off because with the echo suppression on, it kind of muddies the audio a little bit whenever we're talking over each other. Um, 
and, and I was hoping to avoid that, but the echo was worse. So I went back to the other and, you know, I considered last week, like the way with the software works, like the old way we used to do this, I always had two completely separate tracks for the last couple of years anyway, before that was whatever. Uh, but for the last couple of years, we've had two separate tracks, one with me, one with Yvonne, and then I would edit them together. I would level them separately and then I would put them together and then I would manually like remove long bits of you know, silence and I would, whenever we were overlapping, I would disentangle the overlap or I would like just cut it so it was one or the other of us, whichever was being, saying something more valuable um, and all this kind of stuff. And that, that, you know, and the thing is with this new software, it tries to do all that kind of stuff for you automatically, which is great. Um, but if you decide you really have to get at the two tracks, then all of a sudden it's back to the other way I was doing it. Plus a few, plus a little bit more, uh, because some of the other stuff I do, doesn't work anymore. Um, so, and I considered last week, I'm like, look, I know how to get rid of this echo. I could go with the individual tracks and do all this manual editing. And I, I started doing it that way. After I re after I realized Echo was there, I start I went back to try to do it that way, and I got a little ways in, like maybe 15, 20 minutes into the show, which meant a lot more than that in like real time. Mm. And and I was like, Oh my god, this isn't worth it. I, I was like, fuck it. You know, like I'll put a note at the beginning about the echo. I'll turn off that option next time. It 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 is unbelievable like and i know all of this extra work does probably improve the final quality a little bit if you do it but you know i have been spending way too much time on the editing on the weekends and it's been killing me it's been leaking as many of you have noticed it's been leaking from release on saturday to release on sunday monday even wednesday on our big like retrospective show the other week of course my computer was also doing crazy things then uh, but you know it's it's been occupying too much time and i've been looking for ways to cut down on the time uh you know having it just having this system automatically try to put the put the two tracks together of me and Yvonne and do the best it can. Um, you know, even if it's muddy when we talk over each other and occasionally doesn't sound great when that happens, I'm like, it's, it's worth the fucking time savings. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. no, <laughs> you know I'm with it, you. No. if, if we had, you know, if we had thousands of listeners tuning in each week and we were making enough on the Patreon to pay somebody to do all this shit, uh, then fine, <laughs> you know, but I need my time back. So I'm going to do what's easiest here. And, uh, you know, if, if the audio quality is slightly less because of that, oh, well, uh, I think for the most part, though, it actually works really well. The only time, the only time it sort of is a little weird is when we talk over each other. Uh, I would say we'll try not to do that, but I, this is real life. <laughs> Yvonne and I talk joking? over each other all the time. We yeah. just did it right there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, so I, I just wanted to, this is why last week's show was echoey. And of course, Alex was like, ah, who cares? Echo's fine. Fine. It, it makes it cooler. So. Yeah, I, I found it. I found it like distracting and annoying, but like many people may not have noticed. And it really was only there, like when Yvonne was getting really animated, which of course you do a lot. But when you were like calm and low volume, it was fine. So anyway, and then 
One final note from me, and then it'll be Yvonne's turn. Um, uh, an update on my computer Sega. Sega? Sa- Saga. 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 Not Saga. the game console. Right. You know. Um, anyway, uh, the, 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 the new mini continues to be working fine. Uh, the one thing is I, 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 I do sort of hate having to think about disk space and I kind of do it's, it's, it seems like it's fairly good at automatically like handling, you know, pulling things in and out and it's keeping me like right about 90% disk full. But 90% disk full makes me nervous and it's very tiny amounts left. Uh, but uh, so far it's so far it's working, but uh, uh, that does make me nervous. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I still will look forward to uh, getting a more capable computer later in the year, but this is, it's, it's doing well. It's still doing better than my old computer. And I had mentioned last week that ever since I got the new computer, the, um, or was it the week before? I don't know. Whenever I had mentioned that ever since I got the new computer, the old one hadn't crashed. It started crashing again. It's it's still sitting here on my desk. It reboots itself like every five minutes. Uh, Not, not always. Every once in a while, it'll go through a stretch where it lasts a few days, but then it'll go, it'll go back into the reboot cycle. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. And yeah, it's, 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 it's not happy at this very instant. It's got a, a black screen and won't wake from sleep at the moment. So, you know, good stuff. I, and I presume usually it does this and then it'll kernel panic in a minute or so and reboot itself. And, you know, it, it just keeps doing it in the background. So in the end, like, you know, I, my, my, my sort of worst fear here was I go ahead and get a new computer and then the old one's fine. <laughs> and I'd right. be like, you know, I could have lasted a few more months, but no, the old one's not fine. It's still doing all the crap it was doing it. Yeah. It just had a few good days after I got the new computer. That's it. And that, that's oh, all wow. I got for, but first. Okay. That's all you've got for, but first. Okay. So what do I, what do, what do, what do I have? What's been going on? What has been going on? Are you on fully recovered from your COVID now? I am fully recovered from COVID. La- last, last week. I, as a matter were, of fact, last I week you to... were symptom. Wait, wait, last, I just want to bring people up to date. Last week you were symptom free, but still testing positive on the rapid tests. Now I'm, 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 I'm clear on, on all fronts. Okay. Okay. Uh, Congratulations. But, uh, thank you. Uh, the one thing is that um, I will say that, so I had stopped exercising and so I hadn't gone to work out for about three weeks. Um, and then I proceeded to go, so on Sunday to go work out and I did a pretty strenuous workout and oh my God, I was in such pain for the following. I mean, I was in pain from Sunday afternoon until Tuesday. I mean, I, I, it's just like I had never been. To the gym ever, ever before. Now, let me ask, does this, have you taken similar length breaks before? Is it like the same kind of experience yeah, it, as if you yeah, just take yeah, a break yeah. or is it more because of the COVID? It, it, no, it's no, no, no. It, it, I have taken breaks before and it's like anytime it, it's from these workouts. I, I mean, I usually will go at a minimum, usually four weeks, four days a week. Um, Sometimes I slip to three for something happened or whatever, but it's typically four days a week. Um, 
this week because I'm just starting back up. I'm 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 planning on only going three this week. I went Sunday and I went uh, yesterday. Um, no, definitely. Uh, it is normal that after a couple of weeks, especially if you're exercising like this regularly, that it almost feels like you never worked out before. Now, just, it's not that I couldn't but, do it. Okay, uh, I did. I mean, we, we were supposed to run, and I ran two and a half miles in twenty some odd minutes. So it's a pretty decent pace, and I and I lifted a, a, a strong weights and whatever. But it's just there's a the soreness. Uh, I can't remember what they said about what happens in the muscles and a couple of weeks. But that, but know, just to be torn. clear. Just to be absolutely clear, this is the normal being gone a few weeks. This is not oh, something yeah, yeah, that's yeah. worse. Because oh of no, 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 no. Yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, I went yesterday, Wednesday, and today, and I have, I, I, I am not feeling that level of sore. Now, there's something else stupid that I did. Well, not stupid, okay, but something that um, I should have been aw- I, sh- I should have been more keenly aware of. Okay, uh, I've had this problem with a shoulder. I've been doing physical therapy. Now, I've had to stop doing the physical therapy, but I've been doing some exercises at home for it uh, that they recommended me. It's not the same thing as doing the damn physical therapy, but it's it's been helping me, okay? Uh, but they recommended I also take ibuprofen, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, look, one thing that ibuprofen does, and it happened to my brother like about a few months back, and I, but I'm not, a, I'm not somebody that normally takes ibu- ibuprofen. Okay. Um, go to the bathroom. And I'd taken some doses, especially this week. It took some extra because of how much pain I was in from the workout. I I had blood in my stools. Okay. Um, now I have found that, you know, seeing blood in your stools is not something automatically to get panicked about. But it's, mm-hmm. it's happened to me once or twice before, and the doctor was like, eh, whatever. It's, it happens. You had a you had a hemorrhoid. It's 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 healed, it's gone away. They did a colonoscopy. Yeah, I'll, you had one. Yeah, there was some whatever. So it's not not yeah. not nothing of of nothing serious. Okay. Now, m- m- normally, most of the time, it's nothing to be serious. It, in, so I unless, saw it, unless it's a lot of volume or repeats a lot, etc. Right. A one off is not a big. So deal it happened like a couple of times, and but still, then talk to I your remember doctor if you're worried. Go ahead. So then I, I, I you know, right, uh, okay, especially if you don't know what it is, okay, if you haven't. Uh, 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 but then I realized, oh, what the fuck? I started taking the stupid ibuprofen. And, mm. and by the way, there, there are ma- massive indications about this, that this is a big causer of this. I just simply stopped taking the ibuprofen the next day gone. And so it was just, but man, I, I do think that that, the, 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 the loss of the, that the, they started bleeding from it also made me feel worse. Okay. All right. But I don't think that, I, I think that that also impacted, uh, how I was feeling. Um, so, so that. You know, but but that was like this week, and so but but now I I went I went for a second time. It's fine. I did the workout, and you know, so I mean, I'm back to whatever. And I've been sorry, working my regular schedule and everything else, and so forth, and everybody's back to normal, and so forth. And they even fixed our washing machine. Oh, finally, yep. Somebody showed up, and your whole family managed not to catch it from you. And my whole family managed not to catch it for me. Correct. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. A- 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 anything else? Anything else? A- a- any any other fun, light and frothy stuff for this initial segment? Or should we fun, uh, light and take frothy. our break and move on to other stuff? Anything else fun, light and frothy this week? I mean, it's my birthday. But, you know, 
one of the things is his damn birthday on a Wednesday. Yeah. It's just not the best time. Um, so, um, so I didn't really like do anything. Um, yeah. I mean, we all like my, my birthday and my son's birthday are like four days apart. Um, there is often a weekend in between our birthdays, at which point we'll just do a joint birthday thing. Right. You know, in between ours on the weekend. Um, sometimes when the weekend is not between our two birthdays, we'll just pick the closest weekend. You know, well, what I did is that I, well, it's basically what I'm doing. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go, we're actually going to go do something tomorrow. I mean, we had, we had a little cake at home or whatever we sang, like the three of us or something, but I'm going to go out to dinner with some friends like, uh, tomorrow, Friday is here where I, I, I picked a, a, a restaurant that I like very much. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to a steakhouse, um, <laughs> but here, here's the great thing. Uh, well, I, there is one extra thing. Look, it was quite cold here, and I and I'm glad that it's not going to be that weather tomorrow because I wanted to sit by the ocean. This restaurant is uh, an oceanfront restaurant. It's fantastic. If any of you ever come down here, it's not a lot of people know about it. I've realized that it's probably one of the best steakhouses down here, and. Well, I'm telling you guys in the podcast, I just like to keep it that way so it doesn't get filled up with too many idiots because that's one thing that ruins everything down here. I'm sure it will be here. swamped with yeah, all after, of our after my recommendation. Yeah. So it's a place called State 954. 954 is the area code for Broward County. Like we're we're just you know just 305 is Miami, the 954, the 202-212. So 954 is Fort Lauderdale. So it's called State 954, and. I mean, what are the one of the really cool things? They have this massive aquarium full of jellyfish, like when you go in, which is quite cool. Okay, all right, it's just really cool. And they have yeah. all these tables. Uh, you sit like right by the ocean or inside, if you prefer, if it's you know whatever. But I'm hoping that the, the the weather wasn't like last week when look, it got down to the 30s uh, this weekend. Let me tell you something. I, I, I can't deal with that shit anymore. I can't do it. I mean, I was I was dying. This is just. I mean, I really felt. I mean, I felt ill. Juana came home the other day and found me. I was so freezing, and I turned on the heat in the house, and that wasn't good enough. I took out the hair dryer, and I was blowing hair on my uh, hot air on my feet. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, she I feel home, so bad for you, Yvonne. And she came home, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I, my feet are freezing. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah. I, I Thankfully, it's warmed up again. And, you know, I see these people, and somebody was telling me, oh, we're going to go ski at Breckram Ridge. And I'm like, listen, good luck with that shit. You're never, ever catching me there. I will visit Colorado when it's like summer. Okay, and see the mountains without any of this fucking snow. But you, I am you, not going to dish. I'm, look, I'm done. This Yvonne, cold you, shit you is live, bullshit. You lived in Pittsburgh. You lived in Indiana. How yes, are you? And, and you know what? Have you noticed that I made a decision to move south and not return? <laughs> Have you not noticed that I, I, I've been like, oh, people, well, maybe you could move for a job. And I'm like, ah, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah, now, you know, now, you know I understand. I, I understand the preference for the warm, 
But you know, but even the job market. Listen, the technology, the job market. Listen, all these hassles are now moving here. The other, listen, there was a story today. They're talking about you know real estate. You know, you know, I talked about commercial real estate. Yeah, yeah. Being in the crapper. Somehow, all these fucking Bitcoiners and like other private equity people and some of the stuff or whatever have decided to move down here because of of the taxes and the weather and they figured out hey we can work remotely we don't need to be in new york or california anymore why don't we work down here and i'm like honestly i was perfectly happy about that the fact that they didn't know that it was nice to live down here and leave Mm. their asses over there now they're all coming down here they've driven the price of office space in downtown miami uh that it's at the same square foot rate as in new york city and manhattan that was never like that and i'm like oh fuck well, you know, look, let me say this. I l- listen, the fact that all these people down here have moved down here since I own a lot of real estate here. I, I mean, I own two houses. Honestly, it's been quite beneficial to me in that sense. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, it's made it quite unaffordable for most people, um, you know, where the salaries haven't like totally adjusted. But but still, I l- listen, I, I always made uh, 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 what was thankfully an above average income and was able to live here with a lower cost, uh, nice weather. Uh, uh, what, what I've said and people now realize, Oh, it's so multicultural. There's people from everywhere, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's assholes. It's what I've said for like forever. I don't need to really, I don't really, you know, not nothing against white people. Okay. All right. But you know, I don't want to just be surrounded by just all of you. Okay. I like a bit of a mix. Okay. And so, you know, and the fact that I love that I go to Miami and there's places where, you know, you drive through and the billboards are in Spanish in a lot of places. Right. You know, you go to stores and, you know, people are speaking like five or, you know, that's maybe Creole. They're speaking Spanish or speaking Portuguese. You know, you just hear it just all over the place. It's like, I love this shit. I, I don't want this other crap. Uh, sure. I could get that in New York and then freeze my ass off. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, well, first of all, two things. One, back to temperature. You know, what I was saying is I understand your choice, you know, not to live in northern Minnesota or something. Okay, I get it. I get it. But it's the, you know, you drop into the 30s for two days. We're not even talking below freezing. We're just talking into I the 30s. I was dying here. And, and you're like, oh, my God, and the world is ending. You know? I, I, I pulled out my coat. You know, I will routinely, like if, if it's in the thirties, I don't even bother putting on anything other than a t-shirt to run outside to the trash or to the, oh, get the, the mailbox or I whatever. I was wearing, listen, I never wear sweatpants. I, 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 I never wear sweatpants and socks. And I was wearing sweatpants and socks on a regular basis. My wife is like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, it's too fucking cold. I can't deal. <laughs> Well, you know, you know look, we have the damn listen in, in the living room. So in the bedrooms, we have wood floors, which, you know, OK, I'll keep, you know, not not doesn't get too cool. But look, we have a very big marble floor. Let me tell you something. That marble that gets, gets cold. fucking cold as all fucking balls. Well, and this this is also why, you know, this is why you have different kinds of construction in different parts of the country. Well, and that's the why world. we have the yeah, marble, yeah. because usually it gets warm over here. and You want that to keep it cool down. So you're right. not spending that much money on electric. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, but the other thing I was going to say is, you know, I lived in a floor in 
in the Florida. I lived in, in Florida. Florida. For, <laughs> I lived in Florida for like two years. Um, and I found Florida way too hot. Like I, I did not like it. It was way, it was too warm. You know, no, no, you didn't like the temperature. You did like living in Florida. Because I do recall that you really liked the house that you guys bought. Well, I liked the fact that you could get more square feet in yes. a pool and all that for a lower amount of money. Yeah, I, I, I did not but like, the, like the, but the heat. You didn't I like did the, not like the heat. I did not like the weather. There were a number of other things. We were living in a part of Florida that was a bit more red than where you're living. Oh, God, a little and, bit. A little that bit. was a, that was problematic as well. Oh, my God. Um, and Christ, you, you guys lived, you guys lived in, I, I, you know, you guys lived in the freaking boonies. Yeah. So anyway, um, so there were a number of reasons I didn't like Florida, but like it was definitely too hot for me. Um, but the Pacific Northwest where I ended up, you know, is much more moderate. I like this. It doesn't get really cold. It doesn't get really hot. Well, with the exception of maybe a few days a year in either direction, well, most of, of the time. Yeah. You guys almost burnt up recently. <clears throat> well, like. Once a year or so, we get a heat wave. Once a year ago or so, we get a cold spell or some snow. And in between, it's just moderate. You know, it's not too Look, hot, I, I not too cold, whatever. Here, here's the thing. But but it, it's not too cold. Look, it, 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 what it, what is the temperature right now? Uh, let me check. The temperature right now as we're recording, which is about 8 p.m. local time here, is 43 degrees. And You're by out the of way, your fucking mind. And by the way, I have the window to my office open right now. Go to hell. <laughs> I mean, th that's what it was last week here, and I was dying. Okay, on on the weekend. Hell no. You're moderate. Forty three degrees is moderate. See, at this temperature, That's I don't even bother with moderate. a jacket when I'm taking no, my kid to school and no, stuff. No, no, you know, if you're telling me it's like 60 degrees, then okay, that's moderate, fine. Not 43. No, no, that's not fucking moderate. <laughs> See, look, to me, like, okay, it, it is February, okay, so it's it's not summer. I mean, but, but there are places that in February it is 60 degrees. Well, yeah, but where, where, but here, okay. So this week, you know, the highs are in the forties and fifties. It's February 40 and 40 and 50 degree highs in February is, is moderate in the summer. The highs are no, usually in not, the sixties no, and seventies, no, you know, no, that's not moderate. That's not fucking moderate. Don't give me that crap. Okay. All right. Moderate my ass. Okay. You know, that's fucking cold. Okay. That's just bullshit. So don't, don't no, give me that crap. Is below freezing. Cold no, below no, no, okay, come, no, no, it's not. Okay, anything under fifty, and you're you've got you've lost you you've lost me. Okay, I mean I'm sorry. Okay, anything under fifty, uh -huh. and to me it's like pull out the fucking you know pull out all the gear. This is ridiculous. The parkas. I, listen, yeah, look, look. If you're gonna talk moderate weather, I, I'm gonna say that the place where I liked with moderate weather that I gotta tell you that I would. You know, I really considered that if I, if I, to, you know, a place to move, it's probably like San Diego. Now, San Diego in the summer is 72 and 60s. Mm. And like right now during February, it's also around that weather too. It's somewhere in like, you know, okay. in, in that range. Now, if you're telling me, you know, like for example, San Diego forecast this week, I, I looked it up. 74, 48, 73, 51, 74, 53, 75, 54. So you see low in the fifties. High in the 70s. Perfect. 
Okay. I could deal with that. Okay. You know, that, that, that's fine, but no, don't give me this shit that the weather right now is like 43 degrees and it's going to dip to 30 something and tell me it's fucking moderate. That's not moderate. <laughs> the low in the next 24 hours is going to be 40. The, oh, for for Friday, it, the rain, the entire range of, of that shit are you going to get to 46? Well, so, later I mean, in the week, the highs will be in the fifties and the lows. In what the about, 30s. what about Saturday and Sunday? What are you, what are you expecting? Saturday, low 38, high 49. Sunday, low 33, high 53. Suck it. No. <laughs> crazy talk. Get out of your mind. See, now, I, and, crazy talk. And, and, and I'm much more tolerant of the cold than I am of the heat. Like, heat really bothers me really fast. Like, if it's above 80, I, like, want no part of it. Just like you're saying like below 50, 80, you want no part of it? We're going to be 80, 67 tomorrow. 80, 68 Saturday, 79, 65 Sunday, 78, 63 Monday. This is perfect. It's fantastic. Okay. What the hell? You know, it's perfect. You know, you and know, mostly, you, su- and mostly when, sun. When you're talking highs in the seventies, I'm cool. Once you start saying highs in the eighties, I'm like, I don't want that. But it's eight zero. So, the, and that's like the peak during the day. It's not going to yeah, be like yeah, that I know, during I know. the day. And you know? Anyway, I this mean, is, this is the... This is why different people can go different places. Right. That, that's why I'm staying here and all you guys can keep your damn weather. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I will keep my weather. Um, and, and see, I'm okay with like once a year having a cold week with snow and once a year having a hot week that's, you know, above 80, 90. Um, and, and then the rest of the year in between there. And I, I, you know, inside I have a very low tolerance. Like it, you know, if you drop below 68 inside my house, I'm like, I'm cold. If you go above 72, I'm like, I'm hot. But like, if I'm going outside, I suddenly have a wider range of acceptability that goes from about 35 all the way up to like 80. And I'm okay in that range now. And I want to qualify what I say by okay, right? Like, like I say, you know, I I don't even bother putting on a coat to like go to the mailbox, but if I was going to be outside for an hour, right? Yeah. 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 You'd get, yeah. You'd get put on a jacket or whatever. Okay. Now I I wouldn't put on like a big, heavy, puffy coat or something, but I'd put on a jacket. Right. Anyway, I think we've gone on with this long enough. Oh yeah. Let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we will start lightning rounding. However, we want to say that. Um, and we'll we'll bop back and forth between us uh, until we feel we have nothing to say. And every few topics, we'll we'll take a break. We will be back after this. Alex and Zouette.com. Bang Alex and Dad. Gaming videos and more from Alex. Elementary school by day. YouTube by night. AlexMZilla.com. AlexMZilla is A L E X M X E L A. And dot com is period and then C O M. And we are back. Uh, so. Uh, since I started in the news, Yvonne, I might as well start the, uh, back and forth for the 
lightning stuff. And, and I just wanted to start with uh, uh, just a little bit on pandemic stuff. I, I did my, my little graph update and tweet uh, for the first time in a little while on, you know, sort of the worldwide trends. Uh, and the one thing that I, you know, I wanted to point out, you know, last time we talked about it, we said, you know, deaths were sort of uh, heading up again, but, uh, you know, just a little bit or whatever. And we'd gotten back to sort of undoing the Christmas dip. Uh, you know, at this point, they're heading up, they're heading up rapidly following the huge Omicron case bump on a worldwide basis. Um, we're back up to almost 10,000 a day. I, I think the the February 2nd data from Worldometers had the seven-day average of worldwide deaths at 9,900 per day, which is up 14% from a week ago compared to four weeks ago, a month or so ago. It is up 62%. Uh, compared to three months ago, it's up 40%, 41% actually rounding. and we're still down from a year ago, but we had been down like over 50% from the previous year. We're now down only 29% from a year previously. And that gap has been, you know, shrinking dramatically. Now the cases but, on a but worldwide one of the basis. Things, but what, but one of the things is because cr cases have crested. This is exactly what I was going to say. The cases peaked about a week and a half, two weeks ago. So hopefully within the next week or two, the deaths will start coming down as well. But we're depending on the timing of that, we may once again get to a point where we're actually worse off now than we were a year ago. Hopefully that won't last very long though. And we might manage to avoid it completely depending on the exact timing. Uh, but at this point, we're on a trajectory to be worse than we were a year ago for the first time since like the end of October. Well, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and this this is the, the pattern that's been happening everywhere. Uh, you know, the, I, I mentioned the worldwide numbers. Every country seems to have this, you know, Omicron comes on strong and then drops off quickly as well. Deaths, of course, lag. Uh, there were a couple charts in the New York Times this week about how specifically with the Omicron wave, the U.S. has done worse than practically everywhere else in the world uh, in terms of the uh, deaths per capita. Um, and, you know, and I, I hear people, uh, you know, saying, you know, we, we have to, you know, when things start coming down, we have to like relax, you know, everything like pretty quickly because people are tired and they need a break and they're whatever. And people are tired. I understand but, but here's the problem. And this is the entire reason for the wave structure of pandemics. And I understand it's human psychology and all that kind of stuff. But the whole reason you get a next wave is when people let up their vigilance early. Okay. But, but look, let's, let's, let's not be dumb here. Okay. Look, the the reason why in the U.S. that the rates are going down right now is is not because people were being cautious and doing anything, whatever. <laughs> no, it's just no. no it's just no. because everybody got sick with the damn thing. So it's not like lifting the restrictions right now. Oh, we're gonna get other people sick. No, nobody, nobody, nobody of any political persuasion 
in this fucking nation during this last wave did anything. I'm not going to say nobody. Okay, let me let me change. 90 plus percent of the people did jack shit yeah. to really, you know, and, any and, measures. And, and certainly to, to from stop. the governmental certainly from the governmental perspective, nobody wanted to do jack. Nobody wanted to increase restrictions. Nobody wanted to close anything down. And you understand why. And like you said, for people as well, most people continued whatever they were doing anyway. Nobody, right. you know, like really everybody should have been significantly upping their game, but very few people actually did. Maybe a few people switched from lower quality masks to N95s. Last week you mentioned you did that recently. I had done that a few months ago, but you know, for the most part, people are but doing whatever that, they're I doing. And that's anywhere that I had to go like with a mask and nobody was wearing a fucking mask. I mean, it, and this is in places where people that I know that normally are diligent about measures. It's just nobody was wearing a damn mask. Anyway, nobody. And yeah. I'm just like, well, fuck. I mean, it, 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 it's like, and, and this is, and I'm talking about not in the places where I were before that I had been. These are places that consistently during the pandemic, no matter what the political or whatever scenario were, people were being diligent about measures. And I just went, you know, last Friday, stopped by a place, finally been out, you know, after, you know, my quarantine. And I went to this place to actually, you know, pick up something to eat it outside of the place. Not a single fucking person was wearing a mask. Not one. Not one. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, not one. Yeah. Now, now we still have indoor mask requirements here for most things. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I think that it's whatever people were doing, they're continuing to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe from what you've said, people are even doing less, but it's like, yeah. And th th like, again, I, I will this, say here people are doing, do, no, I could, I could, I could say to you directly in Florida, people were doing less period mm. flat out. And, and again, this is human psychology. I understand other countries have been doing better. You know, you hear commentary no, from some and, and places. Because, because most other countries, they have been far more diligent. Like you, you shared this thread about Denmark lifting all the, mm -hmm. a lot of restrictions. And, but it, you clearly said, well, here's the thing about it. We don't meet almost any of the criteria that they are using in order to justify lifting the restrictions. Yeah, because we just I, don't do any of that shit. For, first of, of all, they had, yeah. First of all, they had a super high vaccination rate compared to lots of other right. places, way ahead of where we are here in the U.S. Second, they had you know a high degree of compliance with people, uh, basically willing to wear the masks or whatever in situations where there's vulnerability, yeah. and being able to respond to like you know oh okay if there's a spike here we all go back to wearing the masks no big deal if we're going to visit vulnerable people like elderly people or people who are immunocompromised or whatever then we all collectively understand that yeah of course you're going to wear the mask or avoid that encounter entirely and you're going to be extra careful and the fact that they're lifting restrictions does not necessarily mean people are going to be less careful when they're in situations where it matters um you know and and the problem here is it, it is that sort of you know the, they pointed out in the Denmark thread um that it is a, the issue of social trust and the ability like that people were willing to 
do things that were inconvenient for them in order to help the community at large. And there wasn't sort of this, uh, this, it, this reaction that we've had here, especially because of the overt politicization of it, where people are just outright resisting guidance just because, you know, if, if somebody tells you to, then we're going to do the opposite, you know, this kind of knee jerk reaction. And they just didn't have that. And they had a populace that was willing to, you know, do stuff to help the general good. And so they're in a pretty good place right now. And they know that even if they take out the restrictions, people will still be responsible and follow guidelines that are put out in terms of, in terms of here's what we suggest. You just said it like right now, populace that was willing to do something for the common good. And let me tell you something. We are right now in a situation where we are so lacking in that in general. Uh, that it's sick. I mean, it's just, it just is. And, and yeah, look, I had, you know, I told, I, I talked about a couple of months ago, pissed off about the conversation I had with my, with my wife's, uh, uh, younger half brother. Okay. My, my brother-in-law who, you know, hadn't gotten vaccinated is talking about all of this. And I simply explained and, and the concept was alien to him. I said, listen, dude, do you understand that you're not, you're not, you know, one of the things when you're doing these things is not, you're not really doing it so much for you. You're 24, you're younger. I get it, but you're doing it in order to really to not, not give the disease to other people are more vulnerable because reduce the chance of doing that. Do you understand that? It's like, Oh, I don't care about that. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I, I'm just I, like, you know, I, 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 we're, I, I don't look, we have over 50% of the population, okay, in certain places. Well, I'm not going to say over 50%, but we have a significant percentage of the population that are just basically right now aligned with being selfish pricks. Right. That's it. I, I think that's good with that. that. That's a huge portion of it is, the, is people who the only thing they care about is how it affects them. And this this goes back to the very beginnings of the pandemic and the whole things about, you know, well, is you know, wearing a mask is not, especially the cloth masks in the early days that we were talking about this, it's not to protect you. It's to protect the people around you from you. And the problem is that that was the truth of the situation. And, and also that in order to really get the effect, you had to have a lot of people wearing the masks, you know, but if you message it that way, people would be like, "What? Well, it's what? It it doesn't protect me. It protects the other person. Screw yeah. that, then." Right. Um, and a lot of these things related to the pandemic related to the pandemic are like that in terms of, you know, yes, vaccination helps you as an individual, but what really helps is if you get the percentage vaccinated high enough that you can you, you can sort of kill the thing in its bud and, and, and make it so that it, 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 you have little outbreaks here and there, but nothing overtly spreading in an uncontrolled way, you know, but you need, you need the sort of social cooperation to get there. And we just don't have that right now, you know, uh, for, for any number of reasons and countries where that sort of mindset where, yeah, we're, we're doing this because, it helps society, not because it helps us have done better. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, enough pandemic stuff, unless you had a final thought on no. it. No. Okay, Vaughn, your turn. My turn. Okay, Ukraine. All right, so let's talk a little bit Ukraine. So, so things keep going and Putin, you know, doing more rattling and moving troops. And now we're moving some troops around there and we're also doing some stuff. But I, I noticed that the U.S. is doing certain things, which I found interesting and I, I thought effective uh, in terms of, um, uh, you know, keeping negotiations open and publicly I think the, the 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 smart thing that they are doing, uh, which I know the president of Ukraine thought it was crazy, but actually publicly calling out and saying, hey, they're trying to invade. Hey, they're trying to do this. Hey, so now the new thing was this whole uh, saying, hey, they're putting together this whole thing to create a false flag incident in order to precipitate the invasion. And the reason they're doing this is because it gives, it reduces the deniability for Putin about a whole bunch of this stuff because that's so the now, way that they would they, operate. Yeah. They, they've also though, I mean, they've put this out to reduce the deniability, like you said, but they haven't made public their evidence or anything out. They're asking us to trust them on this. Who cares? Whatever. But, 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 you know, but if, like that matters at this point. No, the whole point is, the whole point is that when you do that, you're, you're start reducing his plaza, you know, deniable options in terms of what he does. Okay. Um, and here's the other thing that if they do have the intelligence and Putin was planning, uh, planning it and they put it out, it starts playing with his fucking head because, you know, he's a spook. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so if he's been planning this, like, you know, Soto Voshe, you know, like, you know, you know, keeping it in the down low, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's coming out. What a spook. What does he start thinking? Who the fuck's the leak? Who the hell's the mole? You know, so yeah, th there. This is this is good stuff that they've been doing with this. Um, in terms of that, and so, so do you troops, think, do, and do also you, wait, another wait, thing wait, that's me, happened, me, another me, development. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, what, okay, one other okay. very important development that has happened. We've heard from a lot of the um, uh, NATO uh, NATO allies right now that had been really like uh, demotivated after what happened with Trump. That the engagement that they've gotten from the U.S has gotten them far more uh, unified and aligned than they've been in a long time, okay, since before, since before Trump. And that's a big positive because it, it it's also reassured some of the other NATO countries that were concerned, like Latvia, Balt the Baltic states, and others that were, you know, that were concerned about what the hell was going on over there. And the fact that, uh, the, that we have put our leadership and, have been pushing specifically measures, the negotiation, and other things has given a lot of reassurance that I think a lot of European allies were, you know, uh, they, they felt like shit. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just, well, I, 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 two questions. First of all, um, in the end, do you think this whole the Russians are planning a false flag thing? is just a psyop from the US and they're not really doing that? Or do you think, I think it could be both? Really I don't know. I, I, I actually be truly believe that that, that definitely is, uh, would have been something from Putin's playbook. If, I don't know if you recall back when the whole Crimea thing, he, he kept accusing that, um, that Russians, people of Russian speaking, uh, uh, Russian speaking, uh, people in the Crimea were being targeted. Right. And attacked. And that was his justification to invade the Crimea was to defend 
the, the Russian speakers there. So definitely, absolutely in his playbook to do something that would have given him some public justification for him to be able to go in there. I, I, well, I and there have been some that reports that certain other, that in various other things, uh, that uh, that Putin has been involved in that have been false flags of one sort or another. But, you right. know, when whenever people start talking about false flags, you start thinking, like, is this an Alex Jones crazy nut job kind of thing? Well, it's you know, not the same thing. I know that, you know, maybe because they've used that, that, that those idiots have used that word. But but the, but the, the, the whole thing is to how to create an incident that enables them to justify the military action that, that they are taking afterwards. OK, you know, it's like you could go I always think back a World War one assassination of the archduke that set off you know that was used as a justification to set off world war one which many people think that which many people now believe was actually done in order to set off the war on purpose as a false flag i've i've heard some people accuse uh, accuse of that but even if it wasn't the fact that to use an incident of such a level to then create a war to, to then you know as the as the instigator of the war uh, it, it's a common tactic that's been used. And when you're looking at what what uh, Putin's trying to do in terms of he, he wants to recreate, you know, some in some way the prestige of the fucking Soviet Union. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't seem like it's out of his realm. Now, a- again, could it have been something made up by PSYOPs in order to go and throw Putin off balance as well? Maybe, um, you, you know, and what bothers me about that though, it's one thing to do a psyop directly sort of leaking something to your enemy. It's a whole other thing to have a press conference and tell the American people this. I don't see a fucking problem with this, in this scenario right now. When what you're trying to do is do is prevent a war and you're trying to throw off the guy who's trying to start the war. You're trying to throw him off balance. I, I, I did no. If you were telling me it was something else, some other reason, okay, whatever. But in this situation, um, right now where we are, uh, where I mean, I really think that this is, you know, could be a very bloody thing if it happens. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands of innocent lives, or maybe hundreds of thousands, could be at stake. And I'm like, look, if right now one of the things that we're using is psyops in order to fucking like, you know, to try to stop it, I'm like, go to fuck ahead. I'd rather do this than have, you know, thousands of innocent people in the Ukraine killed. Uh, and that's what I think the whole, the, the main thrust of this is to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Look, to me, it still makes a difference. I understand what you're saying, but to me, I, I don't want it to be okay for the U.S. administration to make statements to the American public that they flat out know are false. If they actually do have intelligence, that's a whole other story. But I... Well, but by the way, we're speculating. We don't know either way which is false or not. Okay, we're just right. saying. You're saying you're uncomfortable it's a, if, 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 if it's false. What I'm saying right now is that right now, in, in this situation right now, what we're trying to do, which is we're, you're dealing with a fucking psychopathic dick, you know, a, a fucking psychopath, a murderous psychopath, okay, which we know that he is. I'm like, right now, I... I I'm throw the book at him, try to do whatever the fuck it is to throw my balance. I don't fucking care. I mean, the main thing about this guy right now is 
this guy is in control of all the levers of power in the Soviet Union, but it's also so, paranoid. So, and you, you keep doing that. You did that last week too. Russia. Because he is trying to recreate the damn Soviet Union. He, this is like to him. It's like, you know, how I do you but he, it's he not. is thinking this is using Soviet mentality back. Okay. I mean, he's just, he's got me so into it that all I see, I see more Soviet than I see Russia right now. It's fucking crazy. He's getting me crazy about this. Yeah. So anyway, um, the other question I had is, you know, given, given what you said about like, look, he, because of all his moves, the West is reacting. We're adding more troops. Although, you know, it was pointed out by one of the analysts that we already have lots and lots of troops in Eastern Europe. Oh yeah. You know, the, the, the number we're adding incrementally is actually on a percentage basis, pretty small. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it is symbolic. It's symbolic Uh, more than anything else. Yeah. Especially like, cause you know, we're adding, we're not going into Ukraine. We're, we're no. sending more people into NATO we're sending countries. Them weapons and we're sending them tons of material. Yeah. But, but know, in terms of, in terms of troops, we're just going into NATO and, and it's like, okay, well, does this mean that anybody is really expecting them to go beyond Ukraine and actually attack NATO directly? You know, and I understand it. it it's, it's a show of force regardless, even if you don't think that's what's going to happen. But, you know, do you think this is actually backfiring on Putin that he's getting, you know, the, all of this NATO cohesion stuff you're talking about is exactly the opposite of what he wanted here? Yes. I, I do think that um, he thought, I, 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 I think in his calculation, it NATO was would crumble. Be, and it, yes, know. it was to be far more divided. It was to be far more divided response. And I do think that in his calculus, the fact that, if NATO has a unified response, it's definitely, you know, that that's that's not an outcome that he was looking for. No, that definitely not. That, now, that, do you think it makes it more or less likely that we actually have an invasion? Now, the other thing is Russia this whole time we've been hearing, you know, Putin's made statements. Other people have made you know, statements. It's like we have no intention of invading. This is the West trying to gin up a scenario and goad us into doing something. Well, this is why we're, but this is why we're turning the cards on that story. Okay. Because that's what he's been saying. So what do you got to do with a guy that's lying through his face like that? You got to turn the tables on him. Okay. And so, and that's the thing. Now, just to to get us out here, do you think there's any chance that, Putin and company legitimately are worried about the threat of NATO expansion and think that they need to be doing all this as a purely defensive measure. No, this is about prestige, not about security itself. Okay. This is about the fact that Vladimir Putin is somebody who truly believes that one of the most cataclysmic things that's happened in the last 40 years was the collapse of the Soviet Union and the, the the reduction in prestige of Russia. And that to him, there is nothing more important than that. And that is why he has spent after the military in Russia had basically like shriveled up to a, a useless military machine. He has pumped, you know, the billions, hundreds of billions back into it over the last, uh, you know, 15 years uh, in order to be able to project that prestige because Putin keeps power because of his ability to 
control everything that happens in Russia at this moment. Okay. He controls, he controls everything politically. He controls everything economically. And he, he, he is, you know, the numbers and information say that he is holding personally, you know, hundreds of billions in, in personal wealth himself uh, at the same time. And, and he keeps this under his control. But the one thing is that to him, in order to maintain that, what can't he have? He can't have dissent. He can't have um, people, you know, right now, the majority of Russians approve of him as well, aside from the fact that he also has it with an iron grip. And the Russians, you know, he has driven up nationalism in such a fervor in order to keep them on his side that he is using this to, to for him to project himself as the strong leader of this wealthy country that can act the way it used to act and that people need to respect us. Okay. And they, and you know, and that's what, what it, he's looking for. And it completely legitimizes him being there and not be challenged. Okay. Um, so th this is, I mean, this is about a cult about himself and about a cult of, of, of what the hell the Soviet Union stood for, which is why I keep saying the Soviet Union again, because that's what he is trying in some way to recreate in that in a certain way. That's what he wants, um, even if it's kind of fakeish. Uh, but for to him, getting back to Ukraine is a big chunk of what was you know. Look, the the guy in Kazakhstan, that guy he's got in his pocket, right? The Belarus guy in his pocket. If he is able to get Ukraine back, he's almost, you know, gee, I mean, he's what a big chunk of the way to reconstituting what the hell damn, you know, Soviet Union had borders and control. So what's it? What's the way out? What's the way to deescalate here? You know, because the 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 West has his basic demands are essentially guarantee us that Ukraine will never join NATO and pulling some forces back. Well, and here's the thing. Like the, the, this goes back to the calculus. Okay. Now it, it depends because the calculus to him is changing, right? Because he figured that he was going to get a divided Western response. Okay. Uh, and it's not turning out that way. Now uh, I saw that, uh, you know, what he's doing now is focusing more on his allies uh, towards Asia, basically China to a certain extent, uh, to to be allied to him. But I, I don't know. I, I think, listen, I, what I thought at first is you had to look through this. And what is the end game that shows him in some kind of victory that he can claim? And what is that victory that we can provide him? If it's certain security guarantees, if it's something, I, I don't know. I, I, I mentioned before, Cuban Missile Crisis supposedly ended like with us not giving anything to 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 the Soviet Union back but then. We really but, did. But, but we really did. Um, if there is something that he can claim as a victory in that way that we can give him that then he promises to stand down. Then, you know, but but I don't know what what there is like right now to do that. Um <laughs> 
And, and also, how much does he need to have said public for him to be able to, you know, get away with it, essentially? I like, think he definitely wants it to be public. Yeah. Whatever victory is gained needs to be public, for sure. So, um, I just don't and, know and, what you know, that and is. Part of, and part of this, right, like... You know, one of the things he wants is assurance that Ukraine will never join NATO. We're never going to say that because the rules for it say, you know, hey, if anybody asks, we will consider. Or blah, maybe blah, blah, what blah. we do, which is what no, we did back well, then. No, maybe but, we'll say, it. okay, wink, wink. Okay, we, you know. You know, the thing is, what my point was going to be, the reality is there is no way in hell NATO would actually consider Ukraine membership right now. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. You know, so it's not like it's actually actively a possibility. Now, are we, you know, maybe it would be down the road and we're we're not wanting to exclude that possibility down the road, but it is not something that's even remotely under active consideration. And, you know, but we can't, we apparently aren't willing to just actively say that too, you know? Oh, because we're just acquiescing to his, to, yeah, exactly. To his, uh, you know, so th- there's th- demand th- without giving anything. So basically yes. you're just, you're just acquiescing to the bully, which is why we're not, we, we don't want to say that either. Right. Um, of course. Yeah. I mean, acquiescing to a bully like that never gets you anything good down the line. Um, I, I just don't know right now. Uh, now, it's just also, like I said, depends on what his calculus is right now, where the hell he is, because one of the things that he wanted to do was to get a disjointed NATO response to it that he could uh, take advantage of in a certain way, politically at least, okay? Um, and that maybe he could do the invasion with you know, w- without it. Now that he's got that unified response, then I don't know how it changes the calculus to him and what he can consider a victory. Yeah, Um I don't know. How, how long do you think we can like stay on this sort of intermediate, like high level of tensions, but nothing happening state, right? Oh man. I mean, we've done that. We, hell, we did this for years. For, I mean, we did this for true. decades once. I mean, what the hell? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and that state like doesn't necessarily help. Well, I get. I guess. It helps him. It might even help Biden a little bit, right? He's acting tough and blah, blah, well, blah. Here's one thing. I think that this week has been probably one of the best weeks Biden's had in a while. <laughs> he killed a terrorist. Okay. Yeah, even though yeah. he blew himself up. He's been, he's been actually, you know, getting positive stuff on this and, you know, getting some positive traction on the Russia stuff. Um, hell, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's looking like a good week. So, so wait, are, are we saying that for both Biden and Putin, the best political outcome might be to extend this status quo of tension for as it long as well, possible? It may well be. <laughs> because it would obviously, you know, actually going to war would be problematic for all kinds of people in all kinds of ways. Right. Um. Back and what if down he get humiliated? You know what, what happens if he attacks and he gets humiliated in the, in the battlefield somehow? Yeah, uh, or even yeah, yeah. Even if he wins, you know the then all the sanctions come on board and everything right. else that they're worried about. Blah blah blah. Um, you know, so an actual war could be disastrous in any number of ways. Uh, but you know, Putin backing down would probably be bad for him internally. Exactly. Biden so, so backing down would be, b- would be good, bad. bad. So, so uh, just stat- hey, 
just drag out the standoff. You know, that that's kind of fucked up, but I can see how that might actually be Listen, look at, the look right at North path Korea for a King Jong-un. Jum- what is he? What, how long has we been dragging out the standoff with this asshole? <laughs> uh, you know, as long as he's been there and his exactly. parents and grandparents before that. So, right. Our parent and grandparent, I guess oh, I whatever. should say. Whatever. I mean, well, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, what? what is he a product of asexual reproduction? No, but I'm only sure. one of his parents was actually in charge of North Korea. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. But, okay. Well, okay. Good point. Yes. Okay, is that enough about Ukraine? Time to move on? Uh, yes. Okay, let's actually, uh, we've taken long enough on these two items. Let's take a break before the next two. So uh, we will be back right after this. No, no, it's not the beginning of the show again. We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind. No Blue Thing. Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening. And The Best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at raylynch.com iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. Okay, we're back. So it's my turn to pick a topic again. And, you know, I was looking at a few different things. I was looking at there's more January 6th stuff. There's been a lot of developments there. There's the Democrats being down one senator. There's Kinzinger calling for Democrats and Republicans. I don't know. Maybe Yvonne will pick some of that later, or maybe if we do another round, I will. But first, I, I just, you know, Yvonne added I to, to the make list. a quick comment. I want okay, to make yes, one quick yes. comment on the on the Democrat senator thing that I okay, was worried about. No, fine. no, no, no. But I'll just make this quick comment that I, okay. I don't think it's worth discussing that much because I saw that, by the way, uh, new, it's a New Mexico senator, New Mexico governor, and apparently he can appoint another. He, he could just appoint a senator to serve out whatever until the next election. So that's not a that's not a seat at risk in any way, shape or form. Yeah, uh, that, even though. It, 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 there are a couple weirdnesses there. Like technically speaking, 
they could theoretically call for a leadership vote right now and the Republicans take over the Senate simply because that guy couldn't show up. Okay. Um, but practically speaking, there's no indication that they're going to do that. They're not going to like, you know, pull out all the stops like that and do something crazy where then as soon as the guy's out of the hospital, it flips right back again. Right. That wouldn't really accomplish much for a few weeks like that. Uh, cause the guy he's expected is 49 years old. He's yeah. Younger than you and me. Jeez. Yes, he is. Um, but yeah, so, but he's expected to be back in the Senate within like six weeks or so they said, uh, so cross your fingers that that's the case. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, if worse came to worse, he would be replaced by another Democrat and it yes. just would cause delay and potentially some chaos in the meantime. Like even right now, there's certain things they cannot do. Like they're, they're, Things that cannot be voted out of committees that was he he was on because he's not there, you know, and uh, it, this might slow down the timeline for the Supreme Court uh, seat, etc. Okay, we said we did not want to talk about. It. I all was right. I, I was saying okay. that I you know, all, right. all this political stuff, but Yvonne had added to the list based on news today. Um, this whole thing about what's going on with Facebook, they, uh, yeah, apparently yes. their stock crashed today, but, uh, you know, so I, I gather a lot of this has to do with, well, first there's this whole thing with, uh, Apple cracking down on tracking, but then there's, there's their whole pivot to meta and now they're talking about video. What's going on with Facebook, Yvonne? And do they well, deserve first, it? Well, first, well, well, first of all, okay, do they deserve getting getting slammed? Listen, I, I, last week, I think it was last week that I basically said that all, all these companies are no longer pipes, and I think that these should be liable. It should be legally liable for all the fucking, you know, perverse bullshit that they've been driving through their, you know, with the algorithms. I, I, I think that they should be legally liable because the algorithms are what are what's doing it okay so yeah i'm not exactly like you know uh crying a river over here over the fact that facebook got slammed today but there, there's a couple of things look today first in the when they did the the uh earnings announcement they started blaming supply chain stuff for it and i'm like what what for what facebook exactly you and know, all the analysts are like and, I, and that i believe was part of what drew the stock down it's like the hell are they talking about it, oh, it's not whoa, like they're apple know. with hardware moving around the world or right. something like that they were saying supposedly that advertising spending got impacted in some way by supposedly supply chain stuff which is just absolutely okay bullshit. so is the argument that people who sell physical goods who are disrupted by supply chain and have, you know, because they have limited supply are advertising less. And so therefore that impacts Facebook. Is listen, that the argument? Listen, yes, that that's, I believe is the argu uh, argument, but let me just say this, that like right now, um, it, 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 it's just hogwash. There's, there's nothing to justify it. And, and later on, all the analysts came down to the fact that it has far more to do. It, it, that the that the main reason that they're getting hammered right now is it, it number one is the changes that Apple did to prevent tracking. Mm -hmm. They haven't been able to adapt to them as quickly as they expected, and it is hitting them with revenue. The second thing is its user counts. Okay, and their use their their daily usage and whatever their numbers were down. Mm. I mean, they were they were down. 
And, and so look, if you, you know, their demographic numbers, they, they said TikTok has been siphoning a lot of, uh, a lot of activity away from, uh, from Facebook. So when you've got that combo of, you know, the, the, the changes that Apple did for privacy that they haven't been able to adjust. And then you've got less engagement because people are going to other platforms and, Look, one of the things is is just in certain areas, Facebook is becoming unusable, okay, mm. for certain things. Like what? You no, know, there was this good, there was this joke group that I belonged to uh, that it's okay. just gotten so out of control because they get. You, you've mentioned this before on the show because people come in and they start trolling and blah blah blah, and then you need more moderation, and then if if they're even willing to moderate, but moderating is hard at volume, so places just right, die right now. Basically, yeah, th- this this group looked like it's about to die. The moderators basically turned off commenting on virtually every post today, mm-hmm. on all of them. I mean, it's basically become that the 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 group is is unusable, right? And it's because people insist on coming in, not following the rules, being troll. And 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 the problem is that because Facebook doesn't crack down a lot on this kind of activity, also okay. I mean, it it's it, 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 it's really crazy. And, you know, people take, you know, it, it's just turned into it, it, the, the groups become unusable. I mean, at some point they grow to a certain point that they just become become unusable. Well, and, 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 and also, I mean, you know, for years, people have been like, is Facebook finally immune from this? You you also just have you know at a certain point you saturate the market for what yeah. you're giving, you know, and then yeah, growth slows down. You stop. You may start shrinking, you know. There and and you know in the last couple of years, Facebook has gotten a real reputation for you know it no it, it has moved away. And, and, and let me back up a little bit. There has been a pattern that has existed in terms of new communication technologies back to the beginning of the internet age and probably before that as well that we've seen over and over again, which is that you have something new, it's exciting, it's fresh, you know, people are interacting in all kinds of different ways. And then you go into a commercialization phase where whether it be like spammers or whether it be, you know, just companies trying to figure out how to monetize where they end up corrupting whatever made it compelling in the first place. Right. And then it become, you know, people don't like it anymore and they start gravitating to something else that's new and fresh like and TikTok. For, like TikTok uh, right now. Um, but for but, you know, for the longest time, I mean, we, we used to joke way back when, uh, you know, when Facebook was still very much up and coming, how, how there were so many platforms that tried to do this before, and they all sort of had this boom and bust cycle fairly quickly. Or and then people, Friendster, MySpace. Exactly. And then, MySpace, exactly. And then pe- uh, uh, oh, go- Google, Google Plus. Plus. Yeah, and, and then, uh, geez, and then, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there I'm were a bunch sure of them. There some. were bunches and bunches of them. And then people started thinking Facebook was immune in some way. And certainly Facebook has had a massive success compared to all of those. They managed to make it the a thing that practically everybody had. Um, but, you know, at some point you have gravity. 
you know, the, it, it is, it is that what was compelling about Facebook initially was you connect with your friends and you share things about your life with people that you otherwise would have disconnected from. Right. You know, at this point, if you log into Facebook, they're pushing random groups at you. They're pushing, uh, you know, things that are being sold. Marketplace. There's, there's ads every other ads. minute. There's like video thing. That's the, you know, and the percentage that is actually, you know, hey, what did this person I went to college with? What what are they up to these days? It is is smaller and smaller the more time goes on. Now, also, people recognize that they don't necessarily care what's going on with this person they knew once in high school and hadn't talked to in decades otherwise, right? But but at least that was sort of oh, okay, that's what Facebook is for is for connecting with that. And, and look, there like you said, there, there there are a lot of groups that people did find very compelling. But at a certain scale, they fall apart too, and they're they're hard to to deal with, and so people start moving on, and and plus, you know, Facebook has just been attached to all this talk about misinformation and political manipulation, and uh, and their algorithm is exacerbating the divide in society and all of this kind of stuff. So it's just not the 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 brand is damaged by all of that and so you can understand why people are spending less time on the freaking thing i'll tell i'll tell you one thing and this is this is not even like that stuff but something that's been annoying me just in the last couple weeks with facebook um is they once again and i swore i'd turned off all the options for this like i'll go into facebook and i'll be scrolling and suddenly something will start making sound a video oh, will start God, yeah. playing and it'll it'll start making sound. Uh, and that, more uh, yeah, you could turn that back off. They I know it's buried somewhere. I've looked for it multiple yeah. times before and I've I, successfully I turned, it, turned it off a couple times and then it comes back because they don't respect it permanently, right? Yeah, because but they all, don't want you to do it. <laughs> right. But also, uh I've noticed even if you don't get that sound, the way it is right now, and this is new in the last couple weeks, um, is if I am listening to something else. Like I've got a podcast going or I'm listening to streaming radio or something and I open the Facebook app, it immediately cuts my audio from the other app. Right. And oh, I'm God, like, that is, that is so irritating. I, I and, yeah. And so like the last few times I've gone into Facebook, like I've been listening to whatever I'm listening to and I flip into Facebook thinking I'll check it for a couple seconds. It cuts my audio out. I'm like, screw that. And I close Facebook immediately. Yep. Yep. You know, and it, all of this stuff comes, you know, I, I've said this before and this applies to Twitter as well. Um, they're in a different part of the life cycle here, but they, when, when it all becomes about chasing the incremental dollar and everything is getting optimized for that, you end up screwing your user and in the end, killing yourself. Well, it just depends on how, right? Because you can monetize, you know, the one thing is, um, you know, you can monetize anything you want, right? But mm -hmm. in the end, or, or what you're doing is shortchanging, you know, the future. Because what you're doing is you're monetizing for right now to to create something that just isn't as good, right? you know? Um, and, and, and I guess that's, that's the key question. Um, you know, how much money do you want to make? I, I mean, you're really, they've really, 
made the experience that it's just not great. Look, here, here's the thing that I, I, I'm, you know, talking about algorithms and stuff or whatever, stuff that I don't understand. And it's about the groups because the groups at first, you know, I, I, I was part of a few groups and they were, you know, they've been interesting and so forth and so on. But I've noticed how just, you know, look, this one group that, you know, we used to trade jokes at how it's just grown out of control. I, I don't right. know with so many people. I mean, this is a group that had a couple of thousand people and now we've got 190,000 people on it. Okay. Somehow. And a, a big, and, and it's just a big chunk of people decided just to start trolling the group just to basically, you're just trying to bust the group. So it's what it seems like they, 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 it's a big group and let's just, you know, let's just make it miserable and let's just bust the group. And I saw another one that I, that was a party about a car group that, well, that group has not had problems. People have stuck, you know, not, not been hijacked into something else. But all of a sudden, it's grown to a group with almost 100,000 people. And this is a tiny group that started, like, you know, some guy that I know, a friend of a friend that started it from Puerto Rico about, about Porsches, okay? Uh-huh. And I don't know how the hell, there's 94,000 people in this group now. And I'm just like, how the hell? It's impossible to manage a group with that many people. It's just not possible. It, it, yeah. it just, they all turn into shit shows eventually. It, it, especially since, especially since most of these are volunteer run, you know, right. it, it's, it's not like you've got a professional staff no. dealing with it, anything like no. that. And, and so, yeah, of course it, it, it breaks down over time as it gets large and, you know, some, some groups manage better than others, but it's, it's potluck based on who you have working on it and who the volunteers are and how much time they're willing and able to put into it. And, you know, a lot of what Facebook has done, of course, is, you know, take advantage of content users are willing to contribute for free to Facebook. And, you know, there's only so much you can suck out of that rock. Right. And without putting in the time to, to do this kind of stuff. And, and moderation is one of those things that's hard, but it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's, all kinds of decisions where, I mean, fundamentally the whole thing about the algorithm and politics and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we've talked about this in previous weeks, the, they have done experiments inside Facebook that upper management is well aware of that they could improve the quality of the experience for users. They could reduce the negative tendencies it has towards polarization or pushing people towards toxic content or harmful content, but they'd make less money. And so they pick the money. Well, well I, I say they it's it. You know, Facebook more than like, uh, because of its management structure, it's it, it Zuck. Zuck could do whatever he wanted. He could pick basically. up the phone tomorrow and shut down Facebook and say, fuck you it. Know? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Um, I will say that uh, I think that this this entire drive towards just just money for it has just definitely made any other quality of it suffer, and it's just you know it it makes it a miserable. And look, you, I you mean, understand it, 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 it's it, a profit making venture. Their job is to make money, but you know, if you it, it's it's the it's the sustainability argument, you know. If you maximize for the very, very short term, you're screwing the long term. Right. To, you're screwing to get... the longevity off this. I mean, people yeah. are, at some point are going to get fed up 
You just say, fuck it, I'm done. Like you could construct something that would last a hundred years, but if you drive it to maximize short-term profits, it's not going to last that long. You know, it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to go through the boom and bust cycle and you know, maybe it'll reinvent itself after the next bust, who knows, but right. you know, you're, you're not going to, the path they're on, uh, is problematic in so many ways. And it's, it's just unsurprising that as soon as people find something that, you know, is new and different and not yet infested by and, all this stuff. And, and let's be they clear. Move the, to it. And the other, and the other part is the damn metaverse. And let me just say this. Yeah. <laughs> you posted this thing. The fuck, well, uh, you know, the fucking metaverse apparently is another fucking cesspool of fucking psychopaths. Of, of course. I mean, you know, there there was a story the other day that you posted about some woman being on, on the on fucking Arkham Slack. On Arkham Slack, where apparently some woman is already being groped and just sexually assaulted, you know, virtually, obviously, on, yeah. on the on goddamn Metaverse. Yeah, she came into some event, I forget what it was, and was immediately surrounded by people doing lewd things to her, you right. know? And and so I I guess I presume she left before very long, right. but it's like, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I mean, I said you know this fucking metaverse thing to me seems like just I hate well, the whole metaverse. I hate the word. I hate the whole damn thing. And if well, I could I, just like if it, if it's like Skynet, if I could find a server and blow it up, I'll fucking go do it. You know, I saw I saw this thing on um. Uh, somebody tweeted, uh, hold on, let me find it. Okay. I, I th this was a, uh, a tweet by Virginia Heffernan, whose uh, Twitter handle is page 88. Uh -huh. Um, and she, she posted a thread, uh, talking about few, a few things about the metaverse, but one thing in particular that she talked about was that apparently, you know, especially the, you know, mostly when we're talking metaverse, we're talking VR stuff, yeah. you know, you get, get to be in this little universe and interact with other people in real time and in VR survey. Do you experience motion sickness when using VR? 58% have experienced motion sickness. Jesus Christ. While using VR, 14% experience it frequently when using VR. Well, it's not really good. Um, 19% sometimes, 25% rarely, okay? Um, and then more to the point, women are much more likely to have motion sickness in VR than men. Oh, yeah, I've noticed that. And in so, life. And, and she's mentioning that like as, you know, hey, maybe one of the reasons that people don't like this whole metaverse thing is they feel sick when they use it. I could see how that could be a problem now, you know, and, and even I, like, I'll, I'll tell you, like I, I, I've used the Oculus headset to play games and there are a few like places where you can interact with other people first. Well, I'll get to one thing at a time. First of all, like if I'm using it an extended length of time, um, yeah, it starts to be a strain on your, on your eyes, maybe a headache, whatever. Like I, you know, not after like 15, 20 minutes of playing a game or whatever, but I don't want to wear that thing for like eight hours, you know? And, you know, there's some talk about, yeah, well, the technology will improve, latency will improve, uh, resolution will improve, and that will help a little bit with those things. 
uh, but probably won't get rid of it entirely. Um, but I, I actually responded, you know, to yes, definitely that that is a big problem for any of this metaverse stuff. But beyond that, most of the applications of it are just straight up stupid and they're not better than the existing alternatives, even if they didn't make you sick. Right. I mean, you know, as it is like, you know, one of the things they talk about is like, you, you know, instead of your zoom, you could all meet in the metaverse. Really? Like, even even the Zoom half the time doesn't give you more than what you would have gotten on a phone call. You don't really need to see each other's heads like a significant portion of the time. Is it really going to like help the quality of your meeting to all be sitting in a pretend virtual environment like with a nice view behind you or something? Really? And looking at cartoon versions of each other or something? And I recognize a lot of this technology is in its infancy and it will get better, but it's just, well, just right now it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's just, right now it's it just sucks. plain stupid. And like, I've enjoyed some of the VR games I've, I've played. They've been sort of fun, but fun to do for like a half hour or something, not something that I would want to recenter how I do business with or anything like that. And, you know, and I understand like, you know, maybe, in five, 10 years, it'll be so much better and unrecognizable that I'll be in that thing like 10 hours a day, but certainly not right now. And, 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 and they're, you know, and they're pushing it now. They're not pushing. Yeah. And I realize you have to do some research to get to that point, but they're talking about it. Like it's today. Like it's the big, big thing for right now. It's not the big thing for right now. Maybe it will be at some point in the future. And now apparently I, I heard Zuckerberg in, in, as part of this is like telling people to like now concentrate on video again. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard that. Yes. Why? What? What are you doing? I don't know. It's just flailing. <sighs> okay. Now I, I know mean. you talked a lot in that one, but it was my topic. Your turn. It was, uh, it was, well, I wrote it down on the list. You stole yeah, it but from I me. Picked it. I picked Yeah, I stole it. I, that, that's, that is a legitimate strategy in lightning round. Oh, fucker. Um, okay. So, um, well, let's talk a little bit about, the uh, the discrimination scandal that started at, uh, the NFL this week. Okay. Now th- this, this, again, I don't know very much about this at all. I heard, I did hear a couple little things about well, it, but. What's going on? Well, you have this thing. Well, well, let me go back to that after I I first talk about what happened with Whoopi and the oh, Holocaust okay. race comments. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Because these both are about race. Okay. And so you know we could talk about both. Um. And I, you know, for those of you that didn't hear the comments, Whoopi went on on the show The View and express something that I've heard said before by other p- people that are African American who believe that you can only be racist against black people. That basically it, it, it it's, it, you know, that that's the only racism that exists. Um, and I... I once was in a discussion with somebody about that where, you know, I was explaining how there was racism against people of, you know, 
people from Puerto Rico and other places, and basically they laughed at me about it. And it's like, no, you guys don't experience any discrimination. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you out of your mind? Um, and there, but but there is a blind spot that I've seen uh, with African Americans about not understanding that, you know, like, I mean, Hitler was a, a, a racist. He wanted the Aryan perfect race, and he well, wanted I, I will, I will the add whole a couple, point about I, I, the, about I will the add Holocaust. A couple, wait, yeah, let, let, me, let me add here because I think Go ahead. Th- there is the. I have sometimes heard what you've said. Uh, but more often, I think there is recogni- recognition that the term encompasses more marginalized communities and and people of color of other things. But it's it you know so including hi- Hispanic, including uh, American Indian, et cetera, et cetera, or yeah. Native American. I mean, but but the, but, the but, but, wait, wait, but wait, 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 wait let me say this. About... I, I, I think this particular thing with Whoopi is straight up a definitional thing where people are talking differently about it. When Whoopi Goldberg was thinking race, she's thinking white versus black versus Asian versus whatever with sort of this, this grouping of, uh, you know, four or five different, very high level categories um, and thinking about no, it that no, way. Where, wait, 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 wait. I, I'm where, sorry, clearly... but no, because what she said, she said this thing. Oh, no, that's a thing between you white people. Is yes, what she ex- described ex- it. Exactly. But, but she, she's not... con- exactly. Whereas the, the, the definition of what is meant by race at this point for most people has sort of flattened to like all white people are the same, all black people are the same, all whatever. Uh, if you go back a few decades, it was much more common for the term to be used in a much more micro way. But, um, but, but no, that's a U.S. thing. Let's be clear okay. about this. Okay. That's not a global thing. That's more a U.S. But thing. But cer- certainly, and, 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 certainly and so, where the Nazis and, and, were thinking about it, Jews were a race. Yes. French they, were a race. Correct. You know, Russian was a race. But, but again, this has become more something about and, 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 you know, because she was talking about global race issues for, you know, and, and this is a very Amerocentric view of racial problems. Okay. All right. That she was doing because you go to, because exactly like you just said, you know, look, you have the, the racism that you see in like Latin America, because it's one of these things, there's racism in all the Latin American countries and Puerto Rico and all, all these places there, there, there's racism. I mean, the, you know, in Argentina, there is like serious racism against the natives. Okay. You know, from, from, uh, you know, from that the, they're basically near the Amazon over there. Same thing in Brazil, same thing in Mexico. You know, there is, you know, there is racism. Hell, oh my God, the racism in Puerto Rico against Dominican immigrants and Haitian immigrants. And Dominican immigrants, by the way, are about the same color. But there is huge discrimination against Dominican Huge. Okay? It's ridiculous how they're stupid, how they're dumb, how they can't talk, how their accent. The same fucking shit that you hear being said by whites about African-Americans, I see repeatedly going on about, you know, I- inside groups in places all around the world. This and, is and the I, problem and, and, and of I guess, just that group. And, and, and that's I guess there's a spot th- that she fell th- into. Well, that and she thinks a- that the only racism 
I'm sorry, but it's just a lot of a, a, a thing. Oh, the only racism is between whites and blacks. And I'm like, oh, boy, you're no, not well, even and, close. And the thing is, you know, you could argue that maybe you need a different word for those things, but I, I don't think you really do. But no, you may, don't, because that wasn't what we use before. This maybe one is ethnic discrimination. Term. One is racial discrimination. I don't know. You know, one is religious discrimination, you know, and but the, the I think. I, I don't know how much that gains you or not, but I feel like part of the problem in the Whoopi situation was just different groups of people using language differently. Whereas I don't think Whoopi had any bad intent here or anything like that. She wasn't, she recognized, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the horrors no, she that didn't were have, done. No, she didn't, no, she didn't have bad intent, but, 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 right. but my point was going back to the blind spot that I think that, a lot of people look, look, I, I listen, I understand the plight that African-Americans have in the U.S. This goes back to what I was going to talk about and the thing that's happening in the NFL where okay. discrimination, which is which is really between. OK, know, before the, you move on to the NFL, no, I'm, not, I'm not moving to it. But, okay, but okay. what I'm saying is, is that it, it, I see this blind spot where I think that a lot of people from that are African-American and, and I understand because of their plight and how see this happening in the U.S. believe that. This isn't this is a global thing. This isn't this isn't just a U.S. thing between blacks and whites. Unfortunately, you know, discrimination, you know, racial discrimination and you could say religious or whatever, whatnot and other things. But by the way, it, it, it the case in Germany, we're talking about they consider the Jews a race. OK, yeah, period. I mean, that 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 is just flat out the way that that it, that it was unfortunately and, and i think Whoopi was quoted as saying yeah but the nazis were wrong about that like they were with many things but the problem is you know and, and i saw somebody respond on twitter or somewhere else here's the thing you know one of the things that said very commonly is race race is a social structure it's not there's no scientific division into real races that make any difference it is about how society is organized and how society thinks about people. Right. So that's going to be different in different countries and it's going to be different over time as well in terms of how people think about those issues. The one point that people have a lot that is, is that it does matter sort of who's the marginalized community versus who's the community in power. That matters very much, but what communities are in question uh, differ greatly over time, differ greatly by geography. And it's not always black and white. It is all, it is sometimes these other things as well. Now, where is it proper to use the word quote unquote racism versus some other term? I think that's fluid too. I'm not sure. Like if you're talking about the same kind of dynamic, does it really matter? In the end, you're talking about uh, an, an injustice with between you know a community that's oppressed and a community that's in charge, regardless of what that division is, and all the which, stereotypes that are made, and about all the, the stereotypes, which, about how which they're lazy you, or how they're which money ones you or consider stupid to be, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which ones you consider to be race versus some other designation like ethnicity or whatever? I think is. I mean, I know people get all aggravated about it, but I think in the end you're arguing about language, whereas you should be getting on the same page in terms of saying all of these things are injustices. What do we do about them? Yeah, but but I I, I just think that um, Whoopi didn't say that she wasn't wrong, but I've heard from other, you know, uh, 
African-Americans basically saying that there can't be racing uh, uh, against Latinos because a whole bunch of them are white because they came from Spain. And I'm just like, gee, I'm like, okay, if you think that, you know, I mean, look, the racism that I, especially going back and looking at certain this, this is where I'm not going to name comes in too, and I'm right? not going like, to name companies or other things. Right. Uh, the kind of racism that I've seen against, you know, basically corporate racism where groups of, you know, because most executives in U.S. companies are white and the kind of shit they say about every minority minority group, whether it's black, white, whatever, man. I mean, it's just the stereotypes that they carry about about other people, it, it, about about other groups is is fucked up. Okay, it shows that they haven't been, you know, basically that they've just been inside this little like group of their white friends or whatever, and they have no idea what the you know how other people are. Okay, and it, it and and they 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 are just I mean they carry this with them, and they execute to that the whole damn time, and it goes to you know, now it goes that wanted to bring up a little bit is about what the hell was happening in the NFL this week. Which is was there was a black coach that was the coach of the Miami Dolphins, okay, uh, that was being invited to an interview in New York to be coach of the Giants. Another coach, okay, Bill Belichick was the coach of the Patriots, seven time with six time world champions. He used to be his boss. So a few days before the interview, he texts him and says, "Hey, co- hey, Brian, congrats on the job." And it's like he's like. Really? Are you sure? I haven't gone to the interview yet. And he's like, and then all of a sudden some silence. Oh, my bad. It was, uh, I fucked up. Brian Dable's getting the job. You're not getting the job. So now this is why this is significant. The NFL has a rule that teams, because of how few black head coaches are in the league, that you cannot make uh, uh, a coach hiring without interviewing minority candidates in the interview process. The Giants mm-hmm. have decided on a white coach. They called this guy as, as their token black interview. They had already decided who the hell the coach was, told their people, their white buddies, who the hell the coach was going to be. And this guy was just being dragged in to be the token interview. And he found out accidentally by text message. Right. So, so he hired certain lawyers and they filed a class action suit against against the league. And a few of the other things that came out was not just that they basically said that the, the, the league owners run it as a plantation. They use those words in the lawsuit. A couple of other things that they said is that, that, that he was being offered money to lose games on purpose. And that also the owner was on repeated occasions trying to force them to do violations of league rules and how to, uh, uh, recruit players from other teams that were under contract. Okay. And he filed a suit. Okay. And then multiple other coaches have come up and said that were black and said, this should happen to me too. This should happen to me too. So there's been this entire thing where uh, all of a sudden became massively public about there's 32 head coaches in the NFL, a league that has 70% of their players black. One of them is black. One. Mm-hmm. The coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's it. It's the only one. The rule that had been in place to get the minority interviews had been pushed by the owners of the Pittsburgh Steelers because they had been very concerned about the lack of diversity in the league. 
Okay. And they had been pushing that. And, but man, I mean, it's just, you know, I was talking about, you know, we we're talking about racism before and like in corporations and whatever. And it's like, man, it's just what's happened during these Trump years. It's just so much more obvious now. And I, I am glad that he is speaking up. Okay. Because this isn't something that just happens in in a league like the NFL. This is something that continues to happen everywhere in the U.S., whether it's work or it's everything. It's, it's just it just is. Unfortunately, that's the fucking reality that we live in right now. Right. And it, it's just. You know, I, I'm just. It, you know, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I didn't realize, you know, one of the things is just sometimes how certain things happened that I didn't see clearly that they were related to that. And then when I rewound the tape, I realized, what the fuck? I, I just, you know, I think in my mind, it's just that I couldn't believe it. Right. And it just, I, I don't know. It, it, it just right now, especially right now, that it, it's just become that they're all emboldened also about just doing whatever the fuck they want to. And, you know, but, but this guy decided basically to torpedo his whole career in order to bring this action like right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Now it's just been filed this week. um, You know, and a few coaches also came up and they, they said that they wanted to join the suit. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's just, I, I think it was just, you know, we, we have people want to go and act like um, our governor over here. Race isn't a problem. The schools shouldn't talk about it. We have no problems. Everything is fine. <laughs> it's fair. Bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Well, and, la- and last week we talked about the Supreme Court and these people saying, like, it's affirmative action. Why are you looking at only a black woman? And why aren't you considering the white people? And then, and then you know, the uh, guy that surprised me that said that it was fair uh, was uh, Lindsey Graham. Uh, fucking Lindsey Graham. Or once in a while surprises me and said, no, you're trying to make the court look like as we look as a country. And there are qualified people of all fucking colors in this goddamn nation. And of course, people point out, you look at like the entire history of the Supreme Court, you know, what, what percentage have been white men? Jesus. (laughs) I mean, there've only been a handful in the entire history of the court that weren't white men. No, it's just, uh, no, it's just this whole thing about there, there, there is a level at which, you know, you get that there's always a number of qualified candidates you know, uh, 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 across, you know, uh, you know, you, you will find people that are qualified no matter what race, reader color, reader color in this country. Okay. You will find those. But the reality is that, you know, trying to, trying to act like your organization shouldn't have a reflection of a cross section of what, what, what people we have in America, it's not discriminating. It's making sure that, that, that you, you know, if you don't have that group reflecting that they can't respond properly to understand the how the needs of those people are and their experience and so and i think that that's very important Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's like look i mean i don't think i'm not you know a good cross-section of 
the Latino experience because I came from a very wealthy family. I'm not the right. I mean, I shouldn't be the put. No, no, people shouldn't use me as an example. You see, he's successful. Well, fuck yeah, successful. But you know, look, I'm smart or whatever. But you know, also had a lot of help. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus. I mean, I had resources available that very many didn't. Okay. Now I took advantage of them because I know many people that had them and didn't. Okay. But you know, so that's another thing, but, but you know, look, I, I had a lot of help, so I'm not the right person to be used as an example of what the fuck is going on, but it doesn't mean that I don't experience it because I see, you know, and, and I'm like, uh, I say, it's like, you know, a guy like this coach is a guy that's made millions of dollars and it's gotten paid very well or whatever. Right. And so why yeah, should he, he be, he can afford right? to torpedo his career. He'll be fine. Well, he could afford to torpedo his career, but, but, you know, but, but look, he's still relatively young, but at the same time, it, it's one of these things that I know that he was, the de- he was debating with, well, I've been successful. So how can I claim I've been discriminated when I've right. been successful? You know what I'm saying? Well, the thing is also, it, he, he has the luxury that he can because well, so yeah. many other people are in a position where they're afraid if they speak out, it'll be nothing but bad for them. And I think they won't actually fix the problem. It. It'll just hurt them. He decided, though, you know, look, he's only 40 years old. And yeah, he maybe doesn't have like $100 million, but he he felt like, you know what? I have to take the stand. I have to take the stand because if I, 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 I'm i one that can afford to do this. And if I don't, who will? Right. So, um, so anyway, so that's that's what's going on with that. So, OK, so I, I put together two subjects with one. Two, two, two line items that we had. Yeah, it was, it was really two items. I, I, you know, but okay, fine. We'll try to smush them together. It's like Yvonne on race relations or something. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, Yvonne, I, I, I think we, we only ended up doing four lightning round things, but I think we should be done. Yeah, we should be done. Yes. So BBB, you know, they're still talking about it, even though it's dead. It's dead. Dead. Manchin dead. says it's dead. And then, no, no, it's not. Anyway. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. Basically, we're still at the same state we've been in for over a year, which is we will end up with exactly what Manchin says he wants. No more, no less. And and and, and, a, and a poll confirmed the, that but by what I've been banging the, the table on here in, in Curmudgeon's Quarter is absolutely correct, that apparently Manchin right now it is would win re-election in West Virginia against the three possible Republican candidates that were yeah. posted ahead of him. So yeah. And and they love him for this position. So everybody's like, the guy knows what the fuck he's doing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway. Right. Enough. All right. Enough. Let, enough. Let's call it a show. Um as usual, if you want to know how to contact us look at the archive of the show, all of that kind of stuff, go to curmudgeons-corner.com. Uh, all of that stuff and more will be there. I don't know how much more, but more, I guess. Right. Um, and so we would love to hear from you in any of the ways that we list on there, email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, if you really like the show, we invite you to please contribute to our Patreon. It's a way you can look, Please contribute to our Patreon. We invite. Stop. Stop. We're almost done. Let us finish. Stop.
If you really like the show, we invite you to contribute to our Patreon, uh, which is just a way where you can uh, donate us a little cash. Uh, at various levels, we'll mention you on the show. We'll send you a mug or a postcard or whatever. Um, at $2 a month or more, or, or, or if you talk to us in any of those other ways and ask nicely, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack which is a little chat room where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners are just hanging out through the week, exchanging links, talking about the news of the day and whatever other things are going on. Um, you know, Hey, if you're missing it from all of the other social media areas, Yvonne has started to post his Wordle scores there. No oh boy. I'm not <laughs> posting it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, for Mr. Smartass over here, and it's like, oh, I did it in two. Hey, this is the second puzzle I did. I'm still figuring out the damn trick that it's stupid game, you asshole. <laughs> well, I, I was just referring to my yeah, really. Yeah, 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 whatever. I was just referring. Smartass. You were just I was being not a being a smartass about my you're, score. You were being a smartass. I've only had two. I've only done a Wordle and two a couple of times. No, I, I was referring to all of a sudden. Our curmudgeon's corner slack for like a few hours turned into everybody sharing wordle scores again, uh, which like it has been all over Twitter. It's been all over Facebook. My family chat is nothing but people in my family sharing their wordle scores. And I was like, really, this is on the, the slack too, but I doubt it's going to be an ongoing theme. Uh, so yeah, we're mostly talking about the news of the day and the same kinds of things we talk Most about on like the show. A here. couple of wordle scores. I know they're they're cool. I, I will post my next Wordle score too. All right. Yeah, I, you. So I, I have I have to do today's yet. So I'll do today's and I'll post it later. Um, in any case, Yvonne, um, are there other things besides Wordle going on on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not talked about the show that you'd like to mention? Like maybe only two or no. three. Well, two Sam three. shared a chart of how many orders he had gotten on Amazon. And how many days it took for them to be delivered to his home? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean that was like critical. Well, there was some discussion mission going on. Critical. Hey, look, there was some discussion going on about how often things still arrived in two days, given pandemic slowdowns and things like that. And like you know, everybody seemed to think that the the, the percentage was way lower or whatever. I personally, just my gut feeling was that fifty percent or so of my orders were in two days or less. Whereas before pandemic, it had been much higher. Uh, in reality, it turns out that number is 70%. I actually went and looked at my last 30 and deliveries. Sam apparently, and I mean, they did order the numbers. like, I mean, I don't know at, at Sam's house, they seem to order like an inordinate amount of things through, through that company. Uh, well, I, I, I just, you know, I'm in awe of the number of, of so I, I pulled my stats and I have it in front of me because I had put it on our Slack earlier. Uh, and this is just me. There are four people in our household with four different accounts, all of which order some. So this is just me on my account. In 2011, I had 210 orders. That's one every 1.7 days. In 2021, you mean? In uh, Sorry, did I say something different? In 2021. You said yeah. 2011. Yeah, oh, 2011. Yeah, it's Oops. a little bit further back. Yeah. <laughs> little little time warp. Uh, I, I have to go back and check 2011. I think my numbers were a little lower back then, but not much lower. Anyway, in <laughs> in 2021, I had 210 orders, so that's one every 1.7 days. But if you look at only the last three months, it was 88 orders, so almost one a day. And in the last 30 days, 
38 orders. So 1.3 orders per day, just from me without the rest of my family. I estimated that the number of packages that show up on our doorstep every day is usually in the three to five range almost every day. Uh, We placed, I looked up, we placed in 2021 for all three of us at my house, a total of 73 orders. Okay. And, and I believe that about 20 of those were for coffee. (laughs) <laughs> bags but of you, two, two, two pounds, you know, two pounds bags of coffee. You know, the key to this, and just to be clear, it's not like we're ordering and, big and screen TVs three times a day or something. No, 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 I get it. it. I mean, it's just that, you know, you know the, my first thought, if there is something I need that I think of right now. I, I, I get that. And you so, know, but, but, I, I but, don't, I don't even think let's go to the store and pick some up. I go to my app and, and, and I And by the way, order. in 2022, we're on a... Uh, a blistering pace where we have ordered eight items. Wow. In 2000. Okay. Okay. Tangent. What else? Any, anything else on the Slack? One or two more items. Uh, let's see. Uh, we, uh, 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 apparently, uh, Rudy Giuliani was on the mass singer and apparently yeah. people weren't thrilled about that. And well, um, and his episode has not aired yet, but it leaked out that when they taped it, like a couple of the judges walked out when they realized I mean, it was I, I, I would have walked. I mean, I would. Well, actually, I think I may have walked up to him and punched him. <laughs> if I get the chance to, to really like be able to get away with, I don't want to go to jail for it. But if I kick him in the balls or something like that, I would do it. I would nice take a shot. Nice he, he deserves it. He's a fucking asshole. Anyway, okay. um, uh, two more things. Uh, uh, John Lennon's son, son takes the Beatles into the metaverse with oh, NFTs. <sighs> you fucking bully. I mean, I don't know. Well, and, and the last thing. NFTs um, are so stupid. Okay. Go, I, go I shared a post about the fact that in the U.S., there are only two small cars for sale right now. And one of them I found on the street, and it's the Mitsubishi Mirage. Okay. 2022. The other one is a Chevy Spark, uh, basically. Uh, and I posted a description of the Mitsubishi Mirage, uh, which is from their website, uh, uh, it, which say I'm, I cannot I- express how small this car is because it is the tiniest. I, I don't I, I, I can't believe how small it is because, you know, I, I, I have a Subaru Impreza. It's a relatively small car compared to lots of what's on the road. The but... size of this. <laughs> <laughs> this car, this car barely measures. Let's see. You, you, it, it, what's, what's the length of, I mean, it can't be like, I mean, it's, 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 I don't know. Look it up, but it, where is the dimension? But it's tiny. It's tiny. That's the point. It, it's, it, tiny. it's, 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 it's extremely tiny. I would say that I'm pretty But it's sure still bigger that. than those smart cars that were around a few years not, ago, right? No, not really. No. Cause the picture not, you sent was like much. a four door. Yeah, and with four doors, it's barely any bigger than the smart car. Okay. It is just tiny. And I, I encountered this car, and I got to be honest, the person driving it wasn't driving very fast, and I was a little bit of a hurry, and I was getting a little bit annoyed by this, of course, by this yeah. person. But so I looked up, and, but I, I, I looked at it, and I'm like, wait, they still sell this in the U.S.? And so, yes, because Mitsubishi's sales in the U.S. and globally have plummeted. Uh, so I go to the web, uh, sort of web page with the description where it says uh, one of the competitive things that sell the car is that it has a competitive turning radius. I know cool. that every time I'm looking for a car, I know that those words just 
sing her music to my ears. Well, I will say every time my wife drives my car, she remarks about its turning radius compared to her car. It's much more nimble. Ah, okay. You know, I, I can, I can turn around in spaces that she would not even attempt it in her car. And her car is not like a big SUV or something, no, but it's got, bigger uh, than my car. Oh. Well, the Mitsubishi Mirage is tiny and available for $14,645. It is actually one of the cheapest cars available for sale in the United States. And I, I didn't realize that they were still for sale. And older versions of the Mirage were bigger. But yeah, I, I posted a link to that description because the Mitsubishi Mirage is still for sale in the U.S. I was surprised to find that. I have not seen one in real life in many, many, many years. Uh, and so there I saw one. Okay. Is that it, Yvonne, or did you have one more? I, got, I lost count at some point. No, that was it. Okay. Well, in that case, hey. Uh, that means it's the end of the show. Yes, that does mean it's the end of the show. And so uh, uh, what else is there to say? Hey, nothing. St- you just said there's nothing else. Stay safe. Have yes, a good stay week. Stay safe. Yep, that's important. Uh, 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 okay. Stay safe. Have a good week. Have that's fun important. within reason. That's also important. And, uh, you Be know, fun and safe at the same time. Uh, there you go. You and, if your kind of fun is jumping off of skyscrapers into an airplane that's flying through a building while dropping a bomb onto the city. Don't do that. And <laughs> exploding everyone except no, no, you and the plane. Then don't do that. Yeah, we're we're done. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Let me get a clean goodbye from Yvonne. Goodbye. Bye. Later. Okay, hanging up now. Bye, Yvonne. All right, bye. Okay, I need you to hang up so I can save the thing. Yeah, doing it.